if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Got a couple questions for you. Have you ever had a bad day and then just realized that it's not necessarily a bad day? It's just not going to perhaps be the way you want it to be. And then have you ever had one of those bad days that seem to roll into weeks, months, maybe even years? And think to yourself, gosh, why can't I get a break? Oh, that second one is a doozy. And sometimes even harder to admit to ourselves. Meaning that we are a victim in our own reality. And let's be honest, that can be harder than hell to recognize that we're the one causing our own victimization. Let's talk about that today. But before we do, please let me introduce myself. My name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer. And I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived things perhaps we don't like to talk about, but we know we want to be better for ourselves because we know that it impacts our kids and their kids to come. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic that inner childhood conditioning, or I'd like to say it, undo that crap that happened to you and keeps you somewhat stuck and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about victim mentality and the signs, causes, and ways to escape it. You can't go through life without having a bad day every now and then. It's just going to happen. Most of the time, it's easy for us to tell ourselves that things happen and not every day is going to be a perfect, great day. We just trust that life is going to get better. Even though sometimes we have people or things to blame for our disappointments, we understand that often nobody's really at fault. Or if they are, it's probably not intentional. At times, we even need to acknowledge that we're bringing on some of our own struggles, our own strife, our own pain, our own anxiety, our own depression, our own stress. Whether that be in a relationship with a partner or raising kids or juggling responsibilities, we can struggle with sometimes not being able to get out of our own way. Then there are people in the world who refuse to accept responsibility, who instead blame anyone and everyone else in their life for every little thing that happens to them. For instance, always attracting an unhealthy partner or unconsciously sabotaging your weight loss journey, or believing someone or everyone's always trying to screw you over. I think you get the point. This is a classic example of victim mentality. When someone feels that the world is out to get them, that they've been given a raw deal, that they're totally helpless and have no control over what happens to them, or more importantly, don't understand why all this stuff keeps happening to them. They're in what's known the 
victim mentality mindset. So what exactly is victim mentality? What causes this mindset? And what are the signs? Most importantly, how do you address it? Keep listening as I'll be covering that today in this episode. Victim mentality is when somebody can't accept responsibility or admit their part in contributing to the bad things that happen to them. For example, always getting stuck in traffic or hitting every red light and being late to work every day. Instead, they constantly blame others for their problems in life, like people drive too slow, you're always getting cut off, or no one woke you up in time, or your alarm didn't go off when you thought it should go off. Victim mentality thinking is deflecting responsibility for your own behavior, or viewing yourself as the victim of someone else's actions, and is a It's an acquired personality trait that can have several negative impacts. According to one woman, Carrie Granger, CEO of the Granger Network, she says, no one really consciously chooses to be a victim. It's more a way we fall into it and we fall into it because it works. It becomes a strategy to deal with life. Whether it's staying safe in someone's comfort zone, numbing oneself, finding company, getting attention, avoiding being responsible for something in one's life, etc. A victim mentality can impact one's own mental health as well as the people around them. It can be especially difficult to be in a relationship with someone who has a victim mentality. I'd like to run through a mental checklist that was created by Dr. Judith Orloff. She is an incredible psychiatrist that I, I just felt like it would be beneficial for you brought it in here to help, especially if you're dealing with a partner who may be of that victim mentality. Some of the signs mentioned in her book I'll share the book with you in a minute, but here's some of the signs. Is there anyone in your life who often appears inconsolably oppressed or depressed? Or are you burned out by their neediness? Do these people always blame bad luck or the unfairness of others for their problems? Do you screen your calls or say you're busy in order to dodge their litany of complaints? Does their unrelenting negativity compromise your positive attitude? Dr. Olaf notes that the three yeses to that or more signifies you may be dealing with a victim mentality. And like I said, before I go on, I'd like, and you'd like to learn more about this checklist, you can find it in Dr. Orloff's book, Emotional Freedom. It's a great book, by the way. So let's look at causes of victim mentality. It's 
actually quite rare for people to develop victim mentality out of nowhere. More often, it stems from one or more of the following issues someone has dealt with in his or her life. One, betrayal. Betrayal can be extremely hard to get over. This can be particularly true when they happened often or repeatedly. Or if they're the result of a parent or a primary caretaker not living up to expectations. The long-term impact and repercussions of betrayal can make it very difficult for someone to trust others in the future, thus creating the victim mentality. Two, survival. Children who are neglected or not offered the love they needed during formative years can become willing to try anything to make others care about them. If the only way they knew how to get attention was to act weak or sick or by expressing all the bad things that happened to them, those lessons can carry into adulthood through victim mentality. Number three, past trauma. A victim mentality mindset can form as a response to very traumatic past experiences. Victimization can cause coping mechanisms to develop when the emotional pain of trauma makes someone feel trapped. Four, past abuse. While not everybody who's been abused ends up with a victim mentality, it is common. It's more typical in cases of sexual abuse when feelings of extreme shame and helplessness can translate into low self-esteem in the future. Number five, codependency. It can be extremely taxing to feel solely responsible for another person's happiness. Codependency, where we feel responsible for someone else's well-being, can sometimes lead to victim mentality. Learned behavior number six. It's not uncommon for people to emulate the behavior of adults who act like victims. If a parent continuously behaves as if the world was against them or regularly complained about people who made things hard for them, it can be easy for some people to develop a victim mentality. Number seven, manipulation. Those who are victims of manipulation and abuse can more easily begin to have a victim mentality themselves. Occasionally, someone might appear to actually enjoy the blame they put on others. They might seem to be trying to make those around them feel guilty. The manipulation can be for the attention they get in response. However, it's important to note that while manipulation can be related to victim mentality, it's more commonly associated with a mental health condition known as narcissistic personality disorder. So what are some signs of a victim mentality? Recognizing the signs of victim mentality can help you learn how to navigate relationships with people who behave this way. Those who fall into the victim role often feel vulnerable. 
They believe that people in their lives, even people they should be able to inherently trust, are responsible for their pain and anguish. As a result, they tend to react in a number of ways. One, refusing to look for solutions. If someone you know refuses to look for possible or often simple little solutions to the problems they face, it might be because they have a victim mentality. Most problems have solutions. If we look hard enough, we can usually find even small ways to improve situations over a period of time. But those with a victim mentality typically show very little interest in trying to make positive changes in their life. Instead, they often reject offers of help from others. They will wallow in misery longer than what might seem acceptable given the problem. They seem interested in feeling sorry for themselves. Number two is avoiding responsibility. Lack of responsibility or accountability is a big sign of victim mentality. Those who react with a victim mentality commonly place blame on others or make excuses or blame situations for their problems or refuse to just take responsibility or even have knee-jerk reactions to most problems with uh, it's not my fault attitude or I didn't mean for that to happen mentality or if they hadn't done that I wouldn't have done this mentality again not taking any accountability for what their role might be in a situation number three is engaging in negative self-talk or self-sabotage someone with a victim mentality might find it easy to absorb difficult or negative messages that result from their challenges with every problem there tends to be the same type of response this can become more deeply embedded in an internal dialogue and eventually the reaction just becomes a habit. Many of you know I've talked about this a lot of times. The things that we focus on become the things that we talk about, the things that we do. These are how habits are formed. They're just repeated over and over and over again to where we're just not even thinking about them. We're just doing them. The result can be an attempt to constantly self-sabotage relationships or anything good happening in their life. Some of the repeated reactions to any type of conflict might include feelings of, why bother? Or, I can't do anything right. Or, bad things always seem to happen to me. Or, nobody really cares about me. Or, I deserve every bad thing that happens to me in my life, or I don't deserve anything good in my life. These are common examples of victim mentality thinking. Number four, having a sense of powerlessness. It's not uncommon for people with a victim mentality to fundamentally believe they don't have the power they need to change difficult situations in their life. 
This sense of powerlessness can make them feel like they can't escape even mildly challenging things they experience. Number five, lack of self-confidence. Feeling like a victim can stem from a lack of self-confidence that becomes a vicious cycle because they feel they're not worthy of good things in their life. They may engage in circular thought patterns that prove bad things always happen to them. Again, where your focus goes, your energy flows, meaning if you're always seeing the dark side of things, if you're always seeing that you always hit a red light every single day before you go to work, how could you possibly ever see that there's also a green light? It's so important. Your words and your thoughts create your environment. Low self-esteem can exacerbate negative thinking. Even if you go out on a limb and try something, and then if you fail, it can reinforce the idea that they don't deserve to, you don't deserve to be happy. Here's the thing. Here's a big mind set switch right now i'm going to give you a little bit of a little trinket right here when we can switch the thought pattern of saying that something was a failure that you you're not a failure maybe something just doesn't work out right and maybe there's been a lot of things that haven't worked out what if we switched it from it failed, I failed, to it was a lesson. I learned a lesson. I learned something from this. I take something from that experience and one is I won't do that again. doesn't mean I'm not going to trust. Here's the thing. As I used to teach at a college and some of the students were grumbly because I was actually a transitional teacher they their previous instructor moved on and so I came in and took over the class midway through so no doubt they had established a bond a connection a you know a relation with their previous instructor and good bad or indifferent it didn't matter I was somebody new coming onto the scene so my style was different. The way I, they approached things was different than what they were used to, and they were grumbly about it. And I told them one day, look, in, in your opinion, I may be the worst teacher that you've ever had in your life, but rather than focusing on that I'm the worst teacher you've ever had in the life, why don't you walk away from this saying, what do you not want to be? What do you not want to learn? What do you want to do instead? Again, and, and I'm not saying this as clearly as I did that day, but the point is we can either spend our focus all day, every day, saying what's not working, what's failing, what I'm not getting, what I'm not learning, what I'm not doing, rather than turning it around and saying, okay, these things haven't worked, so what can I do different? These things aren't, you know, this street seems to always be uh, broke down or closed off or there's always something here that, you know, I'm having to delay my time getting to work. Find a new route. We are not 
required to do the same thing every day and then expect a different result. That's, that's the epitome of Albert Einstein's teaching is for insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. We build our confidence by being willing to say yes, by being willing to do something different. What I do know is people quite often will say, well, I've tried everything and it just doesn't work. And when you ask them what they've tried and they've named one, two, three things that they've tried that hasn't worked, then you ask them again, what else? Because you know, we all know there's more than one, two, three ways to get somewhere. What people have to be really honest with themselves and say is, I was willing to try the things that I thought might work or the things that I was willing to do, but that doesn't mean it was everything. When we can be willing to try literally everything, there will be something that works, but you have to be willing to do that. So number five is being angry, frustrated, or resentful, constantly feeling like a victim can have emotional repercussions too. Those who live with a victim mentality often feel frustrated, angry, isolated, and lonely. They have a perception that the entire world and everyone in their life is against them or not for them. They can also feel very hurt about the idea that everyone is against them or upset because they believe nobody cares about them or feel hopeless like nothing will ever change for them and maybe even resentful towards people who they believe have found success and happiness in life. Addressing a victim mentality mindset can feel overwhelming and exhausting, but the following tips I'm going to share can help you find a positive, healthy way to deal with it whether you're trying to overcome it yourself or you're dealing with someone in your life who has victim mentality. So let's talk first about addressing someone else's victim mentality. You can deal with someone else's victim mentality by using the following tips. One, set firm boundaries. One of the toughest parts of dealing with victim mentality can be the fear of blame. If you know someone is likely to blame you for something, you might be more hesitant to confront them on any issue. Another part is it's just hard to deal with someone whose reality seems to differ so much from yours. So setting boundaries can help. If you can find a way to detach from the negativity, you might be able to forge a relationship despite their victim mentality. Of course, you can still have compassion, but you don't need to be hurt by them. Two, offer solutions. Though they may not seem open to it, you can find ways to try to offer help. It might work better to avoid giving specific advice and suggestions, rather, Try helping them understand and identify what tools they have to solve problems on their own. Number three, don't label. 
Even just the name victim mentality can be emotionally triggering. I mean, let's be honest. How many would willingly accept being told, oh, you're a victim? (laughs) Not many. The connotation associated with a victim can be particularly challenging. There are other ways to reference behavior without using the word victim. For example, you can discuss their inclination to complain, have a difficult time accepting responsibility, or shift blame to others. Additionally, you can ask them if they feel powerless or trapped. I would even suggest asking them how they'd like to see things be different. And when they tell you how they would be different, ask them to, to tell you how they think that that could go about. What, what would they need to know to make that shift and change? The, here's the key. The key is getting it back, the ball back in their court. Because oftentimes victims love tossing the ball over into your court. Somehow making you responsible for what happens next rather than giving it back to them and letting them be responsible for it. Number four, encourage and validate. We all want to feel validated. It's actually one of the very basic human needs that we have. We have six, and this is definitely one of them. Offering encouragement can be a good long-term strategy for dealing with a victim mentality. While you shouldn't expect an immediate change, making a conscious effort to point out things someone is successful at can be helpful. Remind them how much you care about them. Above all, try to find ways you can validate how they're feeling. Number five, think about their perspective. Trying to understand where somebody with a victim mentality is coming from might help you be able to feel more compassionate towards them. Try reminding yourself what they may be feeling. For example, they might not think they have a support system, which can result in feeling very helpless. Low self-confidence can also be a contributing factor to what they have going on. So let's talk about addressing your own tendency for victim mentality. You can change your own behaviors to overcome your victim mentality and here's some ways that you can do that. Number one, seek help. You don't have to struggle with this on your own. Finding a coach or counselor like myself to help you overcome your feelings can be hugely beneficial. It can allow you to figure out the root of why you feel like a victim so you can work on changing your behavior. Someone like myself could help you become more self-compassionate so you can set and achieve goals in your life. In other words, help you move away from what's not working and towards more of what you'd love to have in your life. Number two, identify actionable ways to make improvements. The first step to taking real ownership of your life is identifying actionable ways you can improve your circumstances. Have you been wallowing about how you'll never find love? Instead of complaining to anyone who will listen or mocking wedding announcements on Facebook, 
Make a list of ways you can make measurable positive changes. Try a new dating app or commit to going on one, two dates a month. Action leads to progress. And as if you're going to go out on these dates, look for what might be going right. Now, I'm not telling you to fall into a sinkhole and, you know, not be watching out for unhealthy people. But sometimes when we become victims to past relationships, we bring that critical list with us and are constantly measuring whoever we might be spending time with against those past experiences therefore never seeing any possibility of anything good coming out of a new relationship and as a side note is if if that's where you're at right now i would encourage you not to be dating because all you're going to be doing is setting yourself up for one more failed relationship set yourself up for one more reason why he or she is a jerk or a drama queen or whatever it is you're not doing yourself a favor and you're certainly not doing any potential suitors a favor either this would be a great time to get in touch with me so that we can work on that to get you ready to go back out into the dating world number three take responsibility for your actions This can be as simple as owning up to mistakes or incidents that put you in a bad situation. Remember that acknowledging your part is a sign of strength, not weakness. Blaming your friends or coworkers or family for your challenges will ultimately get you nowhere. It may even cause you to get fired from work or your relationships. Be mindful about how you talk about your problems, both to people in your life and, more importantly, to yourself. Number four, change your narrative. As the author Joan Didion once wrote, we tell ourselves stories in order to live. But what happens when those stories come from false narratives? You have the power to change your own story. Are you struggling financially and frustrated with friends who keep inviting you to expensive dinners? What can you do to appreciate your friends while making lifestyle changes to help improve your financial circumstances? Every time you feel compelled to place blame on someone else for your challenges, Take a moment to flip the script and focus on what you can change. Number five, help others in need. Sometimes it takes a bit of perspective to appreciate all the positive aspects of your life. Rather than dwelling on your personal hardships, get out in the community and volunteer to help others in need. Number five, learn how to say no. The key to getting over victim mentality is recognizing you have the power to run your own life. Then determine ways to improve any situation you face. Sometimes simply saying no goes a long way to improving your mindset. 
instead of simmering with resentment because you keep taking on thankless tasks or dealing with toxic co-workers or friends, sit down with your boss and explain why the requests are difficult. Or sit down with the friends or family and, and have that conversation. Now here's the thing. Just as much as you might have something to say to them because you're wanting to switch things up, does not mean that all of a sudden the clouds are going to part and the sun is going to shine and there's going to be rainbows and trumpets in the air and everybody involved is going to be like, yes, great, let's join hands in Kumbaya, let's all be on the same page. When we have been a victim to our own lives, we've more than likely put our family and friends in distressful situations. So you coming to them now wanting to change behavior and do things differently, they may be weary. They may be uncertain as to your actions and words. So I guess what I'm saying is don't expect uh, open arms and embrace but if they're willing to listen and you're willing to do more than lip service, more than making amends for mistakes or behaviors or that, and actually showing them actionable steps to improving your life, I have no doubt that you will see a change later in those relationships and for the good. Number six, treat yourself with kindness. Take time to recognize the role you play in your own challenges. Seek forgiveness in yourself and treat yourself to something that makes you feel good. Claiming the victim role means you intensify pain. Try taking a long run or a walk or a bubble bath or cook your favorite food. Find something you enjoy to occupy your time and headspace. Maybe this is the time that you do something and say yes to something that you've not done before. Maybe it's taking a Pilates class. Maybe it's a yoga class. Maybe it's going for a walk somewhere. But change has to happen if you're wanting your life to be different. Whether you're stuck in a victim mindset or know someone who has a victim mentality, I want you to know that these tips that I just shared with you can help break the cycle. So as we wrap up this week's episode, I hope you found this helpful. And if you felt a little triggered by it, then maybe it's time to get in touch with me for us to have a conversation. All I know is nothing changes until something changes. And those changes come from within. And if you know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I'm going to encourage you to share this podcast. Moreover, if you'd like to get in touch with me yourself or know someone who could benefit to get in touch with me, I'm going to give you some ways that you can do that. I'm on Instagram at AskDrKellyRay. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y. R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in brown. 
My website is drkellyray.com and my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. And until next week, please know I send you so much love.